loved being on the water, and had shrieked and laughed and pretended to fall in. Honor, however, had gripped the side of the boat while her brothers rowed, and tried not to peer alarmed at the rocking, and the curious and unpleasant sensation of no longer having stable footing. She had watched her mother walking up and down the beach in her dark dress and white bonnet, waiting for her children to come back safely. Honor avoided going out in a boat again. She had heard stories of bad crossings, but hoped she would cope with such a thing as she did any other hardship, with steady patience. But she did not have sea legs. That was what the sailors said. Perhaps she should have realized this from her encounter with water under her feet in the rowboat. After leaving Bristol, she stood on deck with Grace and others, watching the Somerset and North Devon coast unfold alongside them. For the other passengers, the unsteadiness was an amusing novelty, but Honor grew more and more unsettled, responding to the ship's movement with a wrinkled brow, tightening shoulders, and a heaviness, deep in her gut, as if she had swallowed an iron-pound weight. She held out as long as she could, but as the adventurer was passing Lundy Island, Honor's stomach finally convulsed and she vomited onto the deck. A passing sailor laughed. Sick, and we're barely out of Bristol Channel, he crowed. Wait till we reach the ocean. Then you'll know sickness. Honor was sick down Grace's shoulder, onto her blankets, onto the floor of their tiny cabin, into an enamel basin. She threw up when there was nothing left to bring up, her body like a magician managing to conjure something from nothing. She did not feel better after each bout. When they reached the Atlantic and the ship began its long roll up and down the swell of the waves, she continued to be sick. Only now Grace was ill too, as well as many of the other passengers, though only for a time until they got used to the new rhythm of the boat. Honor never got used to it. The nausea did not leave her for the whole month-long voyage. When not seasick herself, Grace nursed Honor, rinsing her sheets, emptying the basin, bringing broth and hard sea biscuit, reading to her from the Bible or the few books they had brought, Mansfield Park, the old curiosity shop, Martin Chuzzlewit. To distract Honor, she chattered on about America, trying to get her to think about what lay ahead, rather than the grimness of the present moment. What would thee rather see? A bear? Or a wolf, she asked, then answered her own question. A bear, I think, for wolves are like overgrown dogs, but a bear is only like itself. What would thee rather travel on, a steamboat or a train? Honor groaned at the thought of another boat. Yes, a train, Grace agreed. I wish there were a train we could take from New York to Ohio. There will be one day. Oh, honor, imagine, soon we will be in New York. Honor grimaced, wishing that she too could see this move as the great adventure Grace clearly did. Her sister had always been the restless bright, the one most ready to accompany their father when he had to travel to Bristol or Portsmouth or London. She had even agreed to marry an older, duller man because of the promise he held out, of a life away from Bridport. 
Grace had known the Coxes, a family of five brothers, since they had moved from Exeter several years before to open a draper's shop. But she only showed interest in Adam when he decided to emigrate to Ohio. A brother, Matthew, had already gone there, but had become infirm, and his wife had written to ask a spare brother to come and help with the business. Once Adam had moved to America, he and Grace corresponded regularly, and with gentle hints, she led him to ask her to join him in Ohio as his wife, where they would run the shop with Matthew and Abigail. The Brights were surprised by Grace's choice. Honor had thought she would marry someone livelier. But Grace was so thrilled by the prospect of living in America that she did not seem to mind her prospective husband's reserve. Though patient, and perhaps feeling guilty for subjecting her sister to weeks of seasickness, even Grace...